From the American College of Financial Services, it's time for NextGen in 10. I'm Ross Riskin, chair of the NextGen Advisory Task Force, and for the next 10 minutes, you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up-and-coming financial advisors. Hey all, it's Alana Phillips with Next Gen and 10, and I am here with the Lori of Lori Nichols Coaching. She is a succession and transition coach. Thanks for being here with me today, Lori. Well, good morning, Alana. I'm super excited to be here with you today. I cannot wait to tap into all of your knowledge and experience around this very important topic for really everyone in financial services. I think we see both ends of the spectrum here, folks coming in new to the industry, but also the folks exiting the industry, which is your certainly sweet spot. So I want to talk about, Lori, this journey to succession, you know, why your role as a coach is so important, but maybe we can start out with how you got into this industry, some of the previous roles that you've done, and, and really what it means to be a transition and succession coach. Well, you know, I came into the industry via the accounting world, and I'd like to say that I'm a recovering CPA, <laughs> and actually started in banking as an auditor, moved from there into the bank's wholly owned investment management subsidiary, so one of the early RIAs, and started really more on the compliance and operations side of things. So I was helping run the business. And it was that business that led to the first experience with, you could say either succession or exit, but we did do a management buyout from Bank of America. And that kind of put me on this path of not just leadership, but also just experiencing the industry through a lot of market cycles, a lot of ebbs and flows in relationship with partners and all of those kinds of things, and really created the kind of the gateway to multiple opportunities for selling the business and or doing some kind of an event and really became aware as the years went by, it's really a, a journey more than a destination. When you think about what are you going to do with this business that you've invested all of your you know, life energy into, and quite candidly, the stress that was experienced over the years and ended up being the person taking the lead on our eventual uh, sale of that business to a much larger firm. So that's kind of where it all started. Yeah, sounds like I think a very unique perspective on it. And Lori, I so appreciate the compliance and operations side of things. I think sometimes that those different perspectives, right, make it easier when you go into these journeys of a, a succession mm -hmm. to be able to see things at a more granular level and, and from both sides. So it sounds like you have had your own personal experience as well with succession, can you talk to me a little bit about your sort of mental preparation for that and any challenges that came up with it for you personally? Well, you know, it's really probably not that dissimilar from a lot of people. You know, the years tick by and I'm guessing I'm a little older than you. As those years tick by, you become more conscious of the fact that, oh, it wasn't just years, it was decades. And in my case, I had two partners who were probably a good eight to 10 years older than me as we were becoming more seasoned in our business, we were starting to recognize the challenges of trying to grow the business, manage portfolios for clients, do all the day-to-day -day stuff. And as the years went by and the firm 
was bigger and there's more people and recognizing that we're also getting to an age where we, and I'll do air quotes here, we should be doing something about an exit strategy, but we never talked about it. And so we actually had multiple opportunities and they never came to pass. And I think partly we weren't really as people ready. And I think that's one of the things that people kind of lose sight of when they're in this business that's about money and results and performance and all of that. But as human beings, we weren't really ready. And we got to a point where there's some very common catalysts that happened for a lot of people. And one of them happened to us. And that was one of my partners had a health event. He's fine. Everything ended up working out, but it was a wake-up call that all the certainty we maybe had in our minds was not necessarily going to unfold because there is no real such thing as certainty. And so we were maybe not forced, but we were pushed. And I think that was one of the takeaways as I reflected much later, much better to be pulled by a vision than to be pushed by circumstances. And so, yes, we were successful. I can only imagine what the, the results, even financially, it might have been if we'd actually invested even 10% more energy in the actual planning and importantly in grooming team members because our lack of planning meant that we did not have an internal succession option. And I think that's one of the big things that I hear a lot as I talk with people now. Mm -hmm. They prefer internal and I'm kind of listening and saying, well, it takes planning and it takes time. Thanks, Lori. I'm going to pause us there and we'll be back in just a moment. Give your clients the retirement security they need with our Retirement Income Certified Professional designation. Visit theamericancollege.edu slash RICP to learn more. Learn how a goal-based approach redefines 21st century investment with our Wealth Management Certified Professional designation. Bring your value to a new level at theamericancollege.edu slash WMCP. And Lori, we are back to pick up our conversation where we left off. So when you talk about, you know, that story, Lori, and, and what you experienced with your firm, there was a catalyst and that always seems to be the case, right? Somebody has to get sick or I know, you know, I was just talking to someone yesterday that, that got COVID in their eighties, and this is now a mad dash to find a successor for this advisor. And it's always a story like that, right? Is there a better way for advisors who are thinking about succession loosely someday should do this to start to be ready as humans, like you said. I'll say I'm still a big fan of Stephen Covey. And he wrote this book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in there, he talks about these four quadrants and quadrant two being the most important where you plan, you take care of yourself physically. And then quadrant one is urgent and important. And what I see in most investment firms is everything is urgent and important. Oh gosh, yeah. When they're running <laughs> around with their heads cut off like a chicken, I've seen yeah. that. <laughs> and I always say it's like types of clients I really like to work with, their hair is not on fire because I don't want my hair to catch on fire. <laughs> but you know, the key thing is, is that we get into these patterns as leaders, and I'll say as managers as well, where we're so caught in that current or that white water and there's people bouncing all over the place. And that's what so many investment firms are like. And so they're not investing the energy 
And I would say making the time to think about strategy, making the time to really investing in the relationships with the people in the firm, on the team, what the people that I like to think of as the real stakeholders in you having a business that you enjoy and that you are someplace people want to be, whether they are looking for actual ownership at some point or whether they really just want a great place to work. It takes attention. It takes some self-reflection. And it takes some real, I'll say it's self-discipline. And even more than that, it's accountability. It's kind of accountability to just what does it take to be a leader and truly being a leader to your business? No, I think you're absolutely right on that, Lori. It sounds like most of the advisors that I know are sort of in that boat, right? Hairs on fire, or it's something that they're thinking about for some days. So to wrap up this part of our conversation, Lori, can you, you know, give me your sort of pitch on why you think having a third party person like you to mediate this process would be so important? You know, it's kind of like in some ways it's mediation, but in other ways, it's really about starting the conversation. Mm-hmm. Everything really starts with uh, candid, caring conversations between those stakeholders who are all human beings. And so as a coach, I'm there to really be a support system for that, a little bit accountability, a little bit Uh, I'll say guide from the side. For some people, I think of myself as more of a wing woman, but it's really helping them to see what they're not able to see. But it's the skills and the energy and all of that that you put into building your business to get it to where it is now. That Not that those skills and that energy isn't still important, but if your business has grown, it's different. And so That's where I think having somebody that can help you see around corners, so to speak, and really somebody to kind of open up those conversations, because I think the biggest challenge is it can be lonely, especially if you don't have a partner in the business. And if you are a successor, and I'll say partner, but a successor partner, maybe you don't have controlling, you know, ownership, that kind of thing, but you're a partner, that can be lonely too, if you don't feel like you're actually partners. And so that's a big part of my work. What do we need to do to really be partners to each other, not just in bringing new clients on, but partners to each other, building a business with intention. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's nice because you basically become that catalyst instead of a medical event or something like that. So Lori, I think you've piqued the attention of our next gen folks that are thinking about how do they become part of a succession? How do they do this effectively and efficiently as a partner? So hopefully our listeners will tune in for our next episodes where we'll dig in a little bit more about the next gen side of the succession. So thanks for being here with me, Lori. Thanks a lot. For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. This has been Next Gen in 10, brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.